Hello, you're listening to another episode of the Supermercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. We are so excited to be back with another show and tell episode. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Yeah, so exciting. Show and tell 21, I believe. 22. 22. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so exciting that you lost track. I even have it written down right here, 22, <laughs> and I screwed up. Can you believe it's the 22nd time? we've done this i can i don't know why you <laughs> affected that hideous voice no obviously you can because I, you, we, we just said it was 22 yeah. so there's this weird thing that's this gonna happen fun. where we're going to do a facebook live stream Later. at some point in this episode yes but to those of you listening that already happened like a week ago <laughs> so some of you might, might not have seen it's like it. that mr show sketch the pre-taped call-in show which where is people a great keep sketch. calling in about the wrong so thing. guys we're gonna get right into it because we have so much to get to we don't want to waste any time the 22nd time we've done show and tell and which i will is say i I have a, a darn good playlist. I so. think mine's pretty good, too. Uh, this is an episode when we just bring in music that the other person hasn't heard. Anything goes. Any video game music is up for grabs. We're so excited to get into it. I'm playing in with uh, what my first track is to play in, Shadow of the Ninja for the NES. It's this great. so good, so classic sounding. This is composed by Iku Mizutani, as well as Koichi uh, Yamanishi. This is uh, stage five. Doesn't it just it seem has like, like a sunsoft vibe to it, mm. like a Naoki Kadaka kind of sound. It's kind of that. It's like Sunsoft meets Shatterhand. Ooh, yeah. It's great. <laughs> How this nerdy is fantastic. can I get with this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's my plan. So I think, Will, you're going to start things off with your well, first track. I'm so excited uh, about this track and about this game. It, uh, I'm going to be playing the main theme from ARMS, the upcoming boxing game from Nintendo, cool. to be released this month on the Nintendo Switch. I remember, uh, I think this was months and months ago, when they kind of had their big video reveal for all of the upcoming games that were going to come out on the Switch, like sure. Breath of the Wild and uh, Mario Odyssey. This was one of the games, and the visuals and everything about it really impressed me, and I remember just being so wowed by the theme in that trailer music. Anyways, oh, cool. I recently downloaded, they have this demo version of the game called the Global Test Punch, where if you play in on, on certain weekends, you were able to like play a little bit of the game, and they have uh, this incredible theme music over the menu screen. That's great. Um, so I wanted to share with you the main theme from ARMS. I have scoured the internet and I cannot find the composer. I have a few guesses and we okay. can talk about that after we take a listen to the Let's main theme from ARMS.
I have my work cut out for me today. This is really, really great. I haven't heard this yet, so this is a treat for me. Well, it's time to speculate here. I'm going to give it's... two. I'm going to say either Ryo Nagamatsu. Okay, that's one of guess. my guesses. My second guess would be maybe Kenta Nagata getting back that's into the another, That's another possible guess. It has kind of Mario Kart vibes with the bent, yes. bent. Yes. Or what about one of the Mario Kart 8 I would have guessed, yeah, Asahi. Um, mm -hmm, she's mm -hmm. fantastic. And uh, and uh, Yasuki Awada, I would have guessed, except that mm. you know he's been working on Breath of the Wild, so right. I, I don't necessarily think it. My guess, actually, is Toru Minagishi. Because if you think Weird about his, his last project, which was Splatoon, mm -hmm. that that also had this weird vocal mixed with rock kind of energy. Well, also, it was a project that sounded nothing like what we've come to yeah, expect. Yeah, it was like a new IP for Nintendo. And ARMS feels like it's made with the same spirit of creativity. Ah. And I know that Toru Minagishi is working on Splatoon 2, but I, I don't know. There's just something about this theme that I have a guess that it's him, but it could be anybody. You know, there's so many great composers at Nintendo. Like you That's mentioned, Ryo sure. Nagamatsu, Asuka Oda. It could really be anybody. Shiho Fuji. What a great track. That's the, the only thing we know for sure is that that track is awesome, right? It's really fantastic. You know, I love that it has this really kind of great mix of being almost like retro, like 70s kind sure. of music. Because we associate that with like boxing movies like Rocky. Yeah. Um, but... Even the fact that the vocals don't have any lyrics, there's mm -hmm. something kind of primal about the low men. Ho ho right. ho ho. That there, there's something great about that. But also, it makes it universal. You sure. know, you could play this game in any country in any language, and it doesn't need translation. The music is able to feel like production-y and vocal without having lyrics. Good job, Will. Very good job. All right, I did write that. Yeah. Let's. <laughs> it's composed by Will Brueggemann. No wonder I can't I can't tell who it's composed by. All right, now we're gonna move on to a track of mine, the second one of the day, for me. Okay, so I couldn't resist. I had to bring in an Atelier track today, right? Yeah, I had a feeling you. Would. I mean, there's so much amazing music that we didn't get to play last time. So I'm gonna play a track from. I think this is the most recent entry that we played like seven from yeah. last week. Atelier Furies, and to this day, I don't think I'm saying that Furies right. Furies? Dude, I don't know. Fury. Fury. I mean, it's it's probably another language. Let me, let me look at it. F-I-R-I-S. I would say Furious. Furious. Well, that's where, that's or, where we're going to... Or Furies. Agree to disagree. No. Uh, and I'm going to play a track called Speedy Broom. This was one of that was composed by Kazuki Yanagawa. All right. Well, I want to see what you think of this track. Here we go. You guys are listening to Speedy Broom 
from Atelier. It is very furious. Furious. It is great. <laughs> it's so furious. Fast and the furious. This is Kazuki Yanagawa, and it's very speedy. It's very cute. It reminds really me well of composed. the other Atelier music, yeah, I gotta say. Yeah, it's Atelier through and through. I just, I can't, literally I can't get enough of this music, because it's, it's another episode topic, and I I'm particularly it enjoyed that little piano bridge with some of those very Japanese jazz chords. It was it's really pretty. It's this wonderful combination of, like, classical music meets pop meets jazz. It sounds like fusion. games. It sounds like Nintendo. It reminds me, I said this a lot uh, last time, but it reminds me of the Animal Crossing games. It does. It's so sweet and just adorable and earnest. And I don't know, it's just, I need more of this music in my life, whether it's from games or not. I just, I want more very happy melodies that make you feel a little good. melodic referencing to the lady gaga song Poker can't read Face. my can't read my can't read my <laughs> can't read my furious okay well well i'm gonna be playing something from the newly released blaster master zero mm. i have to touch on this because the original blaster master a fantastic and iconic sunsoft game with the soundtrack by the legendary naoki kodaka yes um that game just received a remake that just came out on the switch and i believe a couple other platforms um but we have a great slew of composers that worked on this game and there's a couple tracks that reference pre-existing blaster master music as well as some new and original stuff. The composers we have today are Ippo Yamada, mm -hmm. uh, known to the podcast, but also uh, Kotaro Yamada. I don't know if there's any relation. Oh, we also have Hirowaki Sano and Aoi Tanaka. That, those are the composers for Blaster Master Zero, and I'm going to be playing the main theme. Let's take a listen. <laughs> Listening to the main theme from Blaster Master Zero, composed by Ippo Yamada, Hirowaki Sano, Aoi Tanaka, and Kotaro Yamada. How fun is this? Isn't you this know, great? I had checked this out, but I definitely didn't hear this track because how cool is it that we're hearing the Sunsoft bass? Here? Yeah, isn't that fantastic? It's using the DPCM bass, that sample channel on the original fame on the original Famicom or NES sound chip. And what we always praise about the Sunsoft games is that they use that sample channel for pitched bass sounds. So sure. they could actually get another pitched channel or in most cases, like what happens in this track, they use the triangle channel for drum sounds, whether it's supposed to be a low bassy kick drum mm -hmm. or kind of a tom sound. It was sure. very innovative for the time. And I was just delighted that this soundtrack kind of 
pays reverence to that classic Sunsoft 8-bit sound. And I mean, with a composer like Ippo Yamada, who is, you know, from kind of the golden era of video game music, it's cool to have that lineage as part so of cool. Blaster Master Zero. Really, I haven't really checked cool. out the game, but I do have a Switch. I've been curious about it. Um, so you can tell where my head's been hey, lately. we haven't announced. I now have a Switch, too. Yes, I got yeah. one for my B-Day. For Carl's birthday, we surprised him with his own Nintendo Switch. Well, so was quite now we can make that Patreon tier Let's where people get our, friend codes, get our friend codes. So then we can sure. actually have some friends. Unlike real life. IRL, we have zero. Our friend list is empty in IRL. Oh, God, okay. that's depressing. Um, let's move on to another pick of mine. I'm excited. I was able to call dibs on this game. I'm going to play a track from Fire Emblem Echoes, Shadows of Valentia. Uh, we had a wonderful Twitter follower who was like, oh, did you guys know about this track? Or, you know, have you guys checked out the soundtrack? Yes. Um, very, very impressed with what I've heard so far. Um, kind of like a spin-off game for the 3DS, if I'm not mistaken. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it's a mainline game. But it is for the 3DS, yeah. The music, but so have uh, Fire Emblem Fates and Awakening right. were also 3DS. Yeah, I guess 3DS. it's possible. But I don't know. It doesn't seem like it, like it's in the main line with like Fates and Awakening, but I guess it's possible. I don't know enough about the series. But music is quite good. A lot of good performance. Uh, this was one track that really wowed me. It really like it seemed like it was a standout. It's called Duma's Ordeal, and it was composed by this first composer here, Takeru Kanazaki, is a name that I remember from, I believe, Fates. He sounds like a name I've heard before. Um, as well as Yusuhisi Yaba. Now, I don't think any of our favorite Fire Emblem composers worked on this particular game. I don't think Morishita or Ron, or um, uh, Rai Kondo Rai Kondo worked on this. But it's it's really beautiful. This one features a nice violin. Let's take a listen to Duma's Ordeal. <laughs> guys are listening to Duma's Ordeal, and as we're playing this, uh, my cat is uh, scratching my laptop bag, just so you guys can make sure you feel like you're here with us. We are going to Facebook Live uh, later on in the episode. Will, I'm, I'm not going to say anything else. I'm curious, what do you think about this track? Well, we've played five tracks so far, and I think three of them have all involved the Dorian mode, at least. So that's Ooh. why you can tell this is a video game music podcast. That's but for sure. For the love of Nintendo, this is fantastic. Uh, just beautiful music. And I love the performances. Uh, I love the harmonic language. It 
it feels very much like this could fit in with the Zelda series, but it's also within mm-hmm. the tradition of the recent Fire Emblem installments. And I gotta say, I just so adore this new direction for that series. It's just been one of the most delightful things um, in the video game music community well, as of late, I have to say. I don't want to insult other generations of Nintendo music, but it feels like finally they're taking the music seriously as far as the production goes, they're giving a budget for live performance. They're understanding that that is an important way to add expressivity to music, to, to kind of uh, strengthen the, the, the relationship between the player and what the composer has created for the game. Hearing it with a real violin, it's just, it's just so uh, powerful. It just cuts right to the core in a way that if we heard this in the GameCube era with General MIDI, it wouldn't be nearly as powerful. Right. So I'm just really fortunate that I feel like we're through the looking glass. We're not going back. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're going to get another by the books kind of general MIDI kind of sequenced Nintendo score. I think we've gotten to the point where everything's going to sound, you know, just neck and neck with what all the other companies are doing. Well, another thing that I love about this piece melodically with a completely different presentation, this could be an NES track, you know. Maybe more. I hear SNES. You know, like if it was like a shuffle with the same groove, you could have the same melody, same chords. You know, again, it feels part of that lineage of game music. It doesn't just feel like film music that was transferred over to this medium, but it has expressive playing and everything. I'm not sure if there's an official soundtrack release to Echoes yet, but once there is, we're you know we're gonna take more of a look and assess whether or not that you know warrants in our eyes. A spotlight episode, but you'll hear more. It was a Patreon suggestion, so you will hear more from this for sure. Yeah, we will. We will take a look at that for sure. All right, well, back to you. So my next track comes from a Super Nintendo game called Super Uno. Yes, it's exactly what you think. It's a video game 16-bit version of Uno, the game. Yes. That's what we've all been waiting for, a classic of the medium. I love the Uno soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) No, but what's great is a lot of these board game, video game adaptations often have really great soundtracks because when you think about it visually and in terms of gameplay, there's not really much stimulation that's happening. So oftentimes these kinds of games have the most exciting and robust soundtracks. Mm-hmm. In this particular example is, you know, it's a game I've never played before, but I was really charmed and delighted by not just the track I'm going to play, but really the entire score. It's really mm-hmm. fun and feels like a celebration of video game music, honestly. So I'm going to be playing the title screen from Super Uno composed by Toshiyuki Takine. Let's take a listen. Isn't that great? We just played the full loop because, you know, it 
we played the entire track because there was no real loop point. Um, it, it just, the form of this piece was kind of A, B, C, D. It just, it kept developing. We didn't so have any wonderful. returns of sections. But yeah, weren't they all just so delightful? It was quintessential 16-bit, uh, you know, Super Famicom, Super Nintendo music. Really, I mean, really I just stuff, got a yeah. real kick out of the implementation. I knew you'd kind of like that bass groove you commented on. I mean, on the, the, we the groove is so good. The bass line's wonderful. That's a composer that does not do anything for me. I, I don't think I've ever heard... No, 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 not musically. Uh, the name, like, it doesn't right. ring a bell. You know, I don't. No, I get it. You heard... hated the track. It's fine. <laughs> I've never heard Takine before, to my knowledge. Maybe he's come up. Don't remember the name, but yeah, really solid groove. Um, I have a pretty groovy SNES track that's in a very different um, kind of style later on. But yeah, I just love hearing these obscure uh, tunes. It's it is really funny that this is from Super Uno. Like yeah. this, this music Dude, sounds. But it's nothing. a great soundtrack. There's other. I was kind of. I was really indecisive about which track I should play from this game. There's good stuff. I guess when I think about the what can you score the game of Uno to? That's like, what I'm saying. These board game adaptations I tend to have really because, lively and fun music. Because Uno is a Spanish word, I guess I would maybe hear something Dude, and some Spanish. Of the, I'm kind of sad some of the other tracks have really funny names like Let's Uno and, and things like that. Or like God. Time to Uno. It is Time to Uno with my next track. <laughs> I'm going to move on to an NES game that has a very silly title and a very silly origin. This is Yo Noid. Oh, I know Yo Noid. Yeah. And Will, do you know the origins of it? Who the character, the mascot is for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like 7-Eleven, is it? It's product placement for a very popular American company. A mascot that used to exist. Is it Coca Cola? No, you're on the right track though. Domino's. Domino's, right? Yeah, because I remember it's often compared with like Cool Spot, which was the Seven Up. (laughs) Soundtrack is cool, and what we have for the composer is um, Masakatsu Meikawa, and I'm going to play stages five and six. This is a quirky track. It's it's not what you'd expect. There's something about it that makes me smile. And uh, it's not like, you know, going to blow anyone away, but it's a very cute NES track. Uh, I really enjoy it. Let's take a listen to stages five and six from Yo Noid. listening to stages this five and six this is so fun from yo noid for the nes composed by masakatsu meikawa it's just it's just it's very very fun and pleasing and mm-hmm. it, it's um it kind of has that really fun like fourth harmonies that that we hear right kind of a um, pentatonic eastern yeah, it, it moves traditional between melody between these like tertian harmonies based on thirds and these chordal harmonies based, based on, on fourths. fourths yeah sometimes it ends up sounding like power chords but you're right it has this pentatonic almost asiatic quality well and the, my favorite thing about the pentatonic scale is that it's a universal scale right that everyone around the world will have this positive connotation to so that's true this track is it's very, used in so many catchy 
catchy melodies. Yeah, this track is catchy and simple, and largely due to the the pentatonic scale. Uh, yeah, Yonoid is a great um, is a great soundtrack. I actually was was introduced to it. There's a listening party. I actually submitted to this month's this most recent month's Dwelling of Duels, and there's a listening party. Um, well, and, and you got and second place, that. man, and you did yeah. last month as well, and you're not mentioning it. <laughs> I was actually thinking about playing your uh, the remix that you did That'd for this funny. month because it was yeah. so good. Yeah, if anyone's interested, I, I did a remix of Sonic 3D Blast, The Green Grove. I started off with the Saturn version and then had a little callback to the Genesis version mm-hmm. mixed in there and had some real performance, and it's it's been fun. Yeah, I'm starting to get involved into the Dwelling of Duel stuff. It's been a good time, so haven't gotten first place yet. But Man, that was a soon. good track. You know, another thing I like is the, um, the chord progression kind of oscillating between these major chords just a half step apart. It has For this sure. kind of romantic chromaticism. It, yep. it reminds me a little bit of uh koji kondo um kind of like the underwater level from mario 3 to sure. some extent has sure. that effect if you could imagine on a keyboard say c major and b I major i can't imagine <laughs> <laughs> all right well it is uh you know well i'm is, really excited for this next game because i'm actually going to be playing two pieces of music from it and this is from the recent wonder boy the dragon's trap it is a remake of the game wonder boy 3 which was an old school yes. action platformer game and it was kind of this cult classic not necessarily famous when it was first released um but i think developed somewhat of a cult following and recently had this delightfully artistic uh reimagining i'm glad you're playing on, from this yeah both the nintendo switch and the playstation 4 and what's great is the game got a whole graphical overhaul this mm-hmm. beautiful um hand-drawn hand-drawn really unique visual aesthetic and all the music was completely rearranged and reorchestrated the composer for the original game was named sinichi sakamoto okay and all of the music for the dragon's trap was rearranged by the composer michael gear and oh, michael, michael did classic. a fantastic <laughs> michael did a fantastic job of these reimaginings he really got his stuff in gear to, to do this oh absolutely and uh it, it's not spelled how you you think carl and what's great is <laughs> jxq7 uh, it's, it's somewhere in between like orchestral and folksy you know okay. some tracks include banjo and lots of harp i definitely have checked out some of the tracks and i've been very yeah. impressed with oboe the it, it's it's really unique it's the kind of video game eclecticism that's perfect for reimagining an old title like this and honestly i really think he elevates a lot of this music to a whole other level so cool let's take a listen to mind of the hero from Wonder Boy the Dragon's Trap.
We're listening to Mind of the Hero from Wonder Boy, The Dragon's Trap, initially composed by Sinichi Sakamoto, arranged by Michael Gear. Very cool. Yeah, this is definitely sounds like it's elevating the Wonder Boy music. Wonder Boy music is good. I, you know, I'm a fan of this soundtrack. No gripes with it, but yeah, no hearing it, it, but yeah, reimagined this, is this way, much more expressive. Yeah, definitely fitting for you know a modern release. Well, and I have to say, I would say the same thing about the game's visual style and its whole new look. When you see. Th- when you see the reimagined version, it's just mm-hmm. beautiful. You want to reach out and grab everything. It's just <laughs> want to grab it. Yeah, all these beautiful images, and when in the game it actually allows you to switch back to the old like eight bit version That's with cool. the music and audio and. I don't know, playing the game, I would just never want to do that because what the art that they created with this remaster is really magnificent. You can tell that all of the designers of this game had such a love of the original source material that they were really going above and beyond to kind of elevate what was already done and fully realize the vision behind the original game. Sure. Um, so I think it's now time to move back to a pick of mine. Really nice. I'm, I'm really glad that you played that something from that Wonder Boy uh, remake. Well, all right. Uh, I'm excited to play this. I don't think we've played a track from the series. This is from Dynasty Warriors Seven. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think it's a you know like a hack and slash game uh, series. And uh, this track is called Entrusted Hope. And something about this really does it for me. It's kind of, uh, you know, kind of video game pop rock, but something about it is a little bit more melodic and interesting than what I was expecting. So it's kind of like this a little bit down-tempo pop rock song with a nice lead guitar, but really good melody and just something that really stuck with me. I found myself um, humming this this whole week. So this was composed by Hiroyuki Yamada. It's again, Dynasty Warrior 7, Entrusted Hope. is so good you guys are listening to entrusted hope from dynasty warrior 7 so many things i like about it uh really was impressed with from the very beginning you hear these really cool chords uh, starting with more of a clean electric and then all of a sudden right. the band comes in it gets more distorted really good melody awesome mm-hmm. harmonies very expressive and just kind of going balls to the wall with like the really big vibrato and mm-hmm. just kind of like that 
guitar god very unabashed yeah um i don't know this is a track that rocks and i think a lot of people that are a fan of rock music and rocking video game music will like it just for those reasons but i like it because it goes above what i would expect a track like this so much chiptune writing is really trying to emulate and model a piece of music like this sure so it's it's this great almost feedback loop of old school game music being influenced by classic rock and then old school video game music influencing kind of this new generation of of game music rock hybrid this is is game rock it's totally game rock and trusted hope dynasty warrior 7 really good soundtrack it's probably a series that we're gonna have to revisit um going forward i don't know if For all sure. of them are this good I, you know i was a little jarred by the kind of fakey synth strings when they yeah. first entered yeah, once yeah. it gets more louder and noisy I, I feel like that's a perfect pad texture in the background sure but when it was introduced it almost sounded like you were playing two different pieces of music at the same time for sure well, I'm going to play another thing from Wonder Boy the Dragon's Trap. Uh, this is probably my favorite piece of music in the game. It's called The Danger Zone. And this plays a little cool. bit more of some of the eclectic instrumentation I was talking about. Let's take a listen. Here we go. So this is a really good track that Will's playing, and my question was, is this from the original? I believe all of the music is from the original, because the credits on the soundtrack are music by Shinichi Sakamoto, Mm. arranged by Michael Gere. It's possible that they brought Sakamoto back to write new music, but that doesn't make sense. If anything, the new music would be written by Michael Gere, but then I feel like the crediting would be different. So I'm pretty sure that all of the music Hmm. consists of arrangements, basically. And aren't they so fantastic? Again, I love the sound of banjo and you know clarinet and strings it's well, just so it's lovely it's just not what i think when i think of wonder boy the dragon's trap i, I know that soundtrack and uh, we we played a version that used um, that FM expansion that I think the Master System uh-huh. maybe there was some there were some Master System games right. that had this FM expansion and so I think we played that and really fun stuff but it just it doesn't seem but to be But could you imagine this serious. on like an 8-bit sort of sound? I can. And I'm sure if I went back and heard it I'd be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense." But yeah, this is just it's it surprises me. It's mind-boggling right. that this is based on game well, game music he, or master system in music. In some sense, it's sort of cleaned up the harmony and made these really colorful arrangements. But definitely a love for the original source material. And I, again, I just love the sound of the ensemble. The original was Wonder Boy three, the Dragon. Yeah, this Trap, was right? the third Wonder cool, Boy cool. game. Well, I think the time has come for us to finally do our little Facebook live stream thing. Carl, do we have all the technicals in order? We're good to go. Nice. 
Okay, so Welcome. we wanted to do this Facebook Live thing because we wanted to answer some of your questions live while we were recording a podcast. Hopefully this doesn't yes. break the veneer that we aren't actually recording and coming to you live every single Monday so in the morning. this snippet that's going to be on Facebook Live will be live. Um, so no no mess ups, Will. But it's, um, it's live at the time of recording, not yes, at the time that you're listening to the podcast. We are recording a show and tell episode right now. This is about in the middle of the show and tell episode that you'll hear on Monday. So let's get to some questions. Uh, Matt uh, on Facebook asked us, when you guys compose, is there a particular part you tend to always start with the chords the melody the bass etc i like that question it's and a great uh, yeah, question uh, matt also asked uh, how to deal with um rejection when you know you're trying to submit things and developers or creators or the people you're writing the music for don't like it so this sure. is sort of a twofold question first thing uh what do we start first with chords melody bass i think the most seasoned composers will tell you that it's different every single time yeah i don't think there's one standard way to approach approach a song i think that's how you become samey and formulaic every song's different it really i know it sounds a little bit arrogant but like whenever the inspiration strikes you have to go with it right so you might be in the shower and you're singing something and you get out of the shower and you're still singing you're like wait a second let mm -hmm. me do a voice memo that might be a cool idea right. you might be at the piano and come up with a chord progression that is right. so really if something's good follow it however there are sometimes when you really have to sit down and work and it's yeah, not sure. just about inspiration you have to just get something. I, I think I'll say that usually if you're, if it's just work and it's kind of like pulling at your hair from start to For finish. For me, it's always a chord progression first. Well, That's when me. it's when it's working from start to finish, sometimes the, those ideas are it, maybe it's not the right project or mm -hmm. it's just not something that's meant to be. Typically, for me, th the work comes from after there's some little nugget of inspiration, and that inspiration might not even be musical. Let's say I'm working, you know, I've been working a lot sure. on this score for a play, and you know, I'm I'm also writing like an opera right now, and you know, we both of us have done games, I've done short films. Sometimes the inspiration is the piece that you're trying to support so maybe it's a shot in the film and you have the type of idea like a larger i want piece some piano-y thing yeah. here i want this lush orchestral thing and so either, there's some kind of idea but sometimes the idea is there's just this little melodic turn that i'm kind of intrigued by that you know i kind of want to develop a little bit more um but i i think a great piece of music is usually some sort of balance between a lot of hard work and craft and something that is natural and inevitable. Now, you can't always have that perfect balance, um, but whenever possible, I find that it's it's best to try to capitalize on something innate and almost instinctual and something that is a little bit constructed and thoughtful because when you're listening a to a piece of music to put it you want to feel something emotionally but you also want it to have some sort of sense of logic and I structure. think for me what happens if something strikes me it's typically a groove or a melody right if something doesn't strike me and i sit down and like i need to work on another song it'll for me it'll always be chord progression if that's the case it'll be the chord progression first then some sort of bass idea or groove idea so, then the melody so that's for me i want to touch on the second question which is what do you do when something gets rejected now I think there's two ways to go about this I think first you should always no matter what whether something is accepted or rejected take it as an opportunity to get better and really examine what you've done right really try to look at what not just what you like and what you don't like but what do you think is working um, and that's why I know it's really hard and vulnerable to share your music with people but the more feedback you can get from you know not just your closest friends but 
but whoever you're able to share with is going to be beneficial. You don't have to agree with all of it, uh, but all it's going to do is make you, I think, a better composer and more focused on the specific aspects of your music you like and the specific aspects of other music that you enjoy, whether it's a chord progression, a melodic hook, sure. a general style, rhythmic flavor, all these things. Now, when it comes to having something that you've created rejected, I think it can it's often tough. get discouraging. And I think that's what makes the successful well, I guess people the question, in any field if they can endure well, that. Well, I have a follow-up question. Are you getting paid? If you're getting paid for a project, then you can't be emotional about it. You're literally doing a service for someone else. Right. You're providing them something, uh, goods and service. So if you're not getting paid for it, you have a little bit more wiggle room to be personal. And sometimes you can make an argument and say, I don't know, I've really, I really kind of see this differently and maybe you know they can open their mind up but if you're getting paid you don't have i any would also say if, wriggle room if you are early in your career or hobby of composing or whatever mm -hmm. it is and you're finding some rejection tend to be as open as possible sure. ask more questions try not to be defensive and yeah, argue let's with get, it uh we should get to the next question we spent a long time on that andrew our good buddy andrew one of our day ones what up andrew um we he asked if you had to bring just three non-Nintendo game soundtracks with you on a desert island to live out the rest of your days with, what would they be? Assume uh, that you have a listening device that never runs out of battery. Three non-Nintendo game soundtracks. Wait, non-Nintendo? Non-Nintendo. That's slept hard. That part. Uh, That's ridiculous. Sonic Two would be an old school one to make me feel nostalgic about my childhood. Oh, this is too hard. I, I honestly don't know if it's non-Nintendo. Um, I'll do another nostalgic one. I'll say Donkey Kong Country 2. That's Nintendo. Add, oh, but it's rare. But it's Donkey Kong. <laughs> Please, Andrew. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. Honestly, I don't know. I guess I would say Sonic 2, maybe um, Just pick Shovel Knight. Okay. Uh, because that always gets me amped up. To If I'm on that island, I got to make a fire, you know? Yeah. Shovel Knight, and then, I don't know, maybe something emotional, maybe something like Fire Emblem Awakening. I, I have no also idea. Also Nintendo. Oh, that's Nintendo. Uh, <laughs> this every, is really exposing every that. Good... We're well-versed in exposing. Carl, I think if you th thought about it more, you'd find something. For me, uh, number one would be Monkey Island and maybe Monkey yeah. Island 2. Uh, and then I'd also have to go that, with I, I maybe Sonic know. 2. I don't know. Sonic um, 2. I like. I do like Shovel Knight. That would be a good one to have. I'd say Monkey Island 2. I have two, no idea. Uh, Sonic Hedgehog Actually, two. I would take the Ease, the Ease 1 and 2 uh, soundtrack. That okay. would that would be a very feel. And then maybe one. Shovel Knight is another good. Honestly, one if, if it's uh, if it's about Nintendo, it would be so tough because my three would maybe be all. Nintendo oh, they would games, all be so. Nintendo. They'd all, all right, be Kondo right. In fact, so we have one more question we're going to get to. This is from Stephen. Um, he said, "To my knowledge, you have never played or discussed Chemical Plant Zone." Mm, chemical Plant Zone. I must from know why. I must know why, bros. Um, so we've spoken to our lawyers. Yeah, and. At this time, we're not able to comment on this matter. The only thing uh, we can offer is the the following. Ba-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
Uh, and that's all we can say about okay. that matter. So, all right, let's get into... It's time for track of the week now. I'm going to play my pick first. And I think we're going to rock, paper, scissors. Okay. If we're still Facebook living. Are we still Facebook living? Well, you should maybe check that. I hope so. Uh, I'm going to double check over there as After I play, we play this, this next track. Uh, play this track. Uh, this is my submission for track of the week. It is from Cat Girl Without Salad, which mm. is a Jake Kaufman soundtrack. Started off as an April Fool's, I think, way forward, I believe. Yeah. Had some April Fool's joke. This was a game. Eventually, they made the game, <laughs> and he made the soundtrack. This is one of the best things I've heard in the past like five years. It's it's a track called BGM Kawaii Galaxy, and I think it's maybe a reference to... It could be a reference to a lot of things, but I think it's a reference to like the piano company Kawhi, but who knows Kawhi galaxy by jake kaufman it's seven minutes long we'll play maybe like a minute 30 can you do that can you handle a minute 30 well sure man we'll play a minute 30 and then fade out this is really really awesome here we go Okay, that's about 1.30. That's about what you promised that we could play. Uh, this is from Cat Girl Without Salad. Uh, Amuse Bouche is the full name. BGM Kawaii Galaxy by Jake Kaufman. I know it's kind of unfair to have a Jake track as my submission for Track Week, but... Oh, I don't know why that's unfair. It's just so good. I mean, he has like elements of like Kirby. It's really yeah. funky and groovy. And like I said, this track is seven minutes long, and it's constantly changing. There's probably like nine or ten different ideas in it. Every idea is amazing. I just, I don't know what to say. I'm speechless by this track. Yeah, this man is on a whole other level. I, I think he takes drugs because I don't know how he's able to come up with so many. No, I'm pretty sure he doesn't. He's just, he's one of those weird freaks of nature. He's a prodigy. He's on speed, His man. Brain, That's what I'm telling you. His brain works in a different way. So, all right. That is my suggestion for track of the week. Well, that was fantastic. It's pretty tough to beat. 
Well, I'm going to be doing something a little bit different for track of the week. Uh, I'm going to tell a little bit of a story. So, oh, God. <laughs> so some of you may remember last time when Marty was on the podcast, he played a Koji Kondo example from, you know, Koji Kondo made some of those. Uh, if you program stuff for the Nintendo family basic, it was all these Japanese popular songs. Oh, sure. And, you yeah, know, just yeah. famous folk tunes. And Marty played that to try to dig into the lore of Koji Kondo. Well, I've been curious about something in particular the first video game that koji ever worked on was the arcade game punch out uh in mm. punch out has a very famous theme bum 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 yeah. we all know it it's fantastic but what really blew my mind this was years ago I-, I was talking to our dad and he was telling us this story of when he was a cub scout and his mother was kind of like one of the scout leaders or whatever and she sure. made this song um um, and it was to be sharp, be a C U B, to feel sharp, yeah. be a blah blah blah. And like she made this song, and my mind was just blown because I'm like, did my grandmother write the Punch Out theme song? And so th- this was years later. I finally remembered that, and I wanted to ask my dad. I'm like, Dad, is that melody that Grandma sang? Is it from something? And he was like, Now that I think about it, I think it was from some ad for a razor. So I started looking at old really? razor ads. Ads, um, and I found to be sharp and so there yeah, was yeah. this theme for Gillette commercials back in the 1950s called oh the look gosh. sharp March and the reason why it has an association with boxing is because they used to have this thing called the Gillette cavalcade of sports of course and we it all was, know yeah, that. it was this promotional event and because of that that theme was used in the movie raging bull and i think because of its reawakening and raising raging bull it became kind of popular in video game sports games there was a game for coleco that referenced it and then when koji kondo went to do punch out he hearkened to this theme so let's hear the original from the gillette cavalcade of sports the look sharp march composed by malone merrick the gillette cavalcade of sports is on the air delightful it's so oh crazy because not only is it the melody but it's the whole fanfare at the beginning and that kind of flute and piccolo counter melody i mean what, what the whole uh, arrangement was in what years is this so it's we're unclear when the theme was written it was somewhere between 1953 and 1956 okay. i think it first got its premiere on radio because gillette would have all these radio commercials wow. but there were all these different presentations of this theme this is the most famous but what i didn't realize is this was a really famous piece of music because these ads were ubiquitous they were everywhere in the 50s yeah and it actually became a really popular march for marching bands in different military bands wow. in concert bands that's to play. Craziness. so what's crazy is we have a piece of music that became independently famous in two different eras for two completely different reasons 
so many people play punch out and so many kids mm-hmm. grew up knowing that theme yeah they didn't know the reference they had no idea what it was that's referencing. crazy that you found that man and I it's crazy that. that it's like it was independently known for two different wow. <laughs> things and there was like no communication we never got the joke what's going to be the next generation's version of that yeah we got to keep that alive but All it's right, just well, it's such a time capsule it seems so. weird to do this but i guess yeah. i think we're still alive okay so here we go. live oh, shoot, for rock right? paper scissors yeah hold on do you guys have stakes is anyone betting on this well they can't respond so. i think it's it's always you don't you always win i think it's always i'm pretty you. sure 21 times you've won no i'm pretty sure here we go well let's keep that streak going rock paper scissors shoot i win man no, no, it's always two at a paper. Three, no. Paper covers rock, so we have won. to share the Gillette <laughs> cavalcade oh of sports. God. The look sharp march. Except that Google does it. not apply because it's not a video game track. All right, you know what's so. crazy though is there's all these other like uh, Dixieland arrangements. It's oh, like yeah. a really popular theme. It was in all these commercials. All right, Go we're check gonna, it out. We're kids. gonna we're gonna move forward to some video game music here. Uh, this is from a game called Rivals of Aether, which uh, came out recently by one of my favorite chiptune composers. Flashy goodness. Oh, you do like love flashy, flashy goodness. goodness so much. This is Luna Ascension EX. Check this out. You guys listening to Luna Ascension EX from Rivals of Aether, a recent game uh, composed by Flashy Goodness. He's always good. He always brings the goodness, the flashy goodness. I love it so much. We're done Facebook living for this, so if you guys are listening to this on Monday morning or next week, um, we did Facebook live some of the shenanigans. And there's today. some hidden little Easter eggs. There's one hidden Easter egg. Yeah, that's true. Give me my phone back, sir. Will, what do you think of this? It's really fun, man. Uh, it's great. I was kind of having a little bit of an existential crisis uh, during this track. <laughs> well, that, that's not good. <laughs> but other than that, we're good. All right, well, well, I think it's time to move on to your next pick. Time for my next pick. Cool. <laughs> so uh, the next thing I'm going to play is from another relatively obscure Super Nintendo game. Also, with the prefix Super in front of it, this is from Super Famista 2. Carl, I chose this one just for you because I just know you're going to love it. It's actually a collection of two small little themes from this game. Uh, It's the title screen and mode select, and I'm playing them right back to back because the title screen is only 20 seconds, but that's really what I wanted you to hear. The mode select is just for us to fade out and have some, you know, music still in our bones (laughs) to feel good with. Uh, But this is by the Namco Sound Team from back in 1993, Super Femista 2. And I don't even have to tell you that because this track actually says it itself. 
Let's take a listen to this little mashup I made from Super Famista 2. Super Famista 2. Nice. That was the title screen and mode select from Super Famista 2. I just loved this one because it had a great groove in the beginning and these really kind of out there chords. Um, really but cool. I chose this one for you, man, because I thought it just had some infectious uh, rhythmic elements. It definitely does. And you brought in just two Super Nintendo tracks today, or maybe more? Spoiler there alert. is one more um, Super Nintendo track. Yeah, I'm a really big fan of the, the SNES tracks you brought. This is super cool. Uh, yeah, it's again, um, I think similar to the previous SNES track you brought in, it's not like by the books. Like, uh, we hear a lot of music that's in this style, in this mm -hmm. genre, um, but this is definitely These something that is... These are deep cuts, to be sure. It's, it's a deep cut, but this is this is well-composed music that I'm really glad we get to kind of unearth this my stuff. My favorite part of the title screen was that... It's just really catchy It stuff. reminds me of music for, for some reason, it just reminds me of GBA-era music. Sure. Like a lot of GBA music was this kind of hybrid of like funky, kind of silly music. Except right. this is better composed than like almost all of right. that kind. And of And I music particularly here. love that sort of chromatic dense climb. Sure, it was really nice. All right, well it's time to move back to me. I'm going to play a very uh, recent game that just came out not too long ago. The Sexy Brutal, I believe. Brutale. Okay. And, Might be um, getting a little racy and inappropriate for this show. But. Well, it is a clean podcast. Sorry. This is the main theme. It's very jazzy, kind of a nice swanky jazz feel. Composed by Matt Bonham, Tim Cottrell, Tom Putlick, and Phil French from the sexy... Well, would you say Brutal? Brutale? Brutal. 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 The sexy Brutal. Uh, the main theme. Here we go. You guys listening to the main theme from the sexy brutal composed by Matt, Tim, Tom, and Phil. Dude, this um, reminds me of the Battle Block Theater main theme, the Yeah, this this is a really cool track, and it kind of reminds me of uh, it, it's very clearly etched in like our modern era of video game music. There's a lot of mobile games. I think this is a PC game, but mm -hmm. there's a lot of mobile games that have this kind of fun, swanky energy. Very swanky. Um, and so Almost like a gypsy jazz kind of a sound yep, to some extent. Yeah, it fits in this era. It's great to get some of that performance 
uh, that gives it more expression. But this is just, it's just a fun track. Well, it's like using another era's music, but now for a completely different connotation. Sure. Now it's usually in more silly, lighthearted, fun games, but there's like a devious quality of mischief that still comes through. Absolutely. Well, I believe it's... I like that it even has like an old record Isn't that noise great? To the it. record yeah. scratch? Record scratch. Record scratch. <laughs> yeah. That's a callback. All right. Well, back to you, man. Okay, well, it's finally time we play another Austin Wintery track on the podcast. You know, all three of us, Carl, Marty, and myself, had the privilege of getting to hear Austin for a second year in a row conduct some of his music. Yes. You know, last year we heard him do Journey Live, and this past year at MAGFest, he conducted a whole slew of his music. And one of the things that blew me away the most was the music that he was the music that he wrote for the game Abzu. Uh, yes. It's just fantastically unique and evocative music. And what's so inspiring to me about this score is that it really sounds like no one other than Austin Wintery. It's really the first soundtrack of his that fully realizes what I think is his true harmonic potential. You know, it, it reminds me, it's definitely the same composer who did Flower, the same composer who did Journey in the Banner Saga. And he's kind of, I don't know, he's identified these certain little harmonic moves and orchestrational ideas that just give him such a unique voice. And I just think this is one of the most beautiful themes. Uh, This is really the principal theme for Abzu. It's called To Know Water. This is To Know Water from the game Abzu, composed by really the incredible and marvelous composer Austin Wintery. This theme is so beautiful. You know, what I've really been noticing about what makes some of Austin's music so great is he will have these sumptuous moments in the melody that create incredible tension and dissonance, but where music, I would even say like 10 to 15 years ago, would have reached a resolution or resolved either a suspension or some moment of dissonance, Austin tends to lean into it and it forces you to kind of embrace this more ambiguous and kind of vacuous chord language. It's so beautiful. And I that see what you're saying. It's able to be so much more pure because of it. Right. Yeah, I, I feel like this is a great example of Austin still being true to his yeah, aesthetic, completely. but also something that for whatever reason, uh, really kind of does it more for, for, for someone like you and me. I think 
uh, our musical tastes are definitely not exactly the same. I think we may be a little bit more melodic composers and fans of more melodic music. Or I guess um, overtly like catchy overtly stuff. Overtly catchy, right. And so this was a great kind of balance between the I two really styles. Admire, I really admire him though because he's, he's really touching on bits of music that Such are kind of unexplored guy. territory. It's really inspiring. Just and a great person. The other cool too, thing really about nice the Abzu dude. soundtrack is very interesting arrangements he has a whole harp ensemble that he created sure there's also like this chamber orchestra in chamber choir as well you could hear some of those voices mixed in but it's a very ethereal texture and it, i think it's perfect for a game like this i mean yeah, yeah he's really um, such an artist we're so lucky to have him we're gonna part definitely of we're gonna have to come back to that score too i know i've said that before yeah. today but all right so i'm gonna play my super nintendo track this is from a game called The King of Rally. Have you ever heard of this, Will? I believe I have. It sounds familiar. Okay, so it's uh, an RPG game. No, <laughs> it's a racing game. And it was composed by Yusuke Takahama. Now, that's a composer that I specifically researched because he's a composer that did Side Pocket GB. Right. That, that was awesome so Game fun. Boy track. Yeah. And I was like, okay, wait a second. There's got to be more good stuff from this guy. And there was. This is a nice little hidden gem. Now, the implementation here isn't stellar. There's a, some slight maybe pitch issues, but it's a really groovy track. It's kind of like jazz fusion with a little bit of pop. It's really fun and feel good. Uh, this one definitely goes out to our good buddy Carlos. So we hope you guys, all of you, as well as Carlos and Will here, enjoy the King of Rally title demo. You guys are listening to title demo from the king of rally for the super nintendo composed by yusuke takahama really beautiful adventurous chords isn't this so cool it just kind of reminds me of a lot of that really like catchy jazzy stuff we get very progressive too yeah almost in some ways f-zero or Star Fox 2 elements sure. and vibes from that type of a feel but yeah yeah just just really really good writing here uh, i don't know i'm just a really big fan of this composer even though i've only heard i think few tracks uh from him but yeah it's, it's really really marvelous stuff i i completely agree with you about it sounding a little bit like f-zero in both the groove department and the chord vocabulary that kind of progressive jazz style where you get all these more out there chords that don't have as clear relationships but it all sits together with the groove and a really good melody so good well i think it's time to go back to you well, I'm excited. I have to play something from, you know, the hot new title that is sweeping the nation, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And Okay, so now it's finally time on a recorded podcast episode. This, it's, it's, I know everyone's been saying this, but now I finally get to play it, um, you know, as as a system that I own, it's right. so flipping great. Isn't it's just it awesome? such an amazing game. It's so captivating. Yeah. And just... 
and it's mesmerizing. Look, look, I, we've we've talked a little bit on this show I, I want there to be more music i want the music yeah, to yeah, be yeah. as adventurous um, and melodic as any other zelda game but the, it's effective the more i actually play the game for myself the more frustrated i get sure i know we've been very diplomatic on the podcast about the way the music was handled but I just feel like there are so many missed opportunities. There are so many moments you're like, okay, um, now the theme's yes, going to hit, so, and then you're like, oh, nothing. So that being said, uh, I, I know you've showed me some wonderful music from from the soundtrack, yeah. and we're definitely going to have an episode on it, but uh, playing the game, it's... I, it's for me, there are elements of it where it's it's lacking. Uh, it's frustrating. I mean, and, and I think that's okay. You know, w- when you're as passionate about video game music and Koji Kondo and Nintendo as we are, it, it's really hard to just completely immerse yourself in a Zelda game with so little music and with such bold choices. But amazing game. So I'm but, excited. Yeah, to hear and this. there is good music. And I have to play this because this is one of my favorite uh, themes from the game. This is Cass's theme. Anyone that that's really gotten farther into the game knows that there's this character. He's a Rito and his name is Cass. I have not yet. And he's kind of a round Hyrule and he plays this accordion. I started and three days ago. Yeah, he sings you these songs that uh, give you a little bit of a clue of how to solve a certain puzzle. Cool. And what's great is the music that he plays on the accordion is this delightful, authentic French accordion music, but there's one little chord turn that makes it feel like a Zelda track. Cool, I honestly yo. think this is one of the best melodies in the game. Breath of the Wild was composed by Manaka Kataoka and Yasuki Awada. This is in Awada composition. Let's take a listen cool. to Cass's theme. <laughs> a wonderful theme well you showed this to me uh, about a week ago i think mm-hmm. you're showing me some of your favorite tracks from breath of the wild and have not got to this yet in the game but this is this is definitely a standout moment it doesn't sound anything like the musical tone of the game and it's really a special moment because and i have to say you know we talked about sort of our gripes with the score but mm-hmm. what is amazing is because there is so much of the game is very quiet or just mm-hmm. scored with sound or this kind of weird sound designy percussion i think cheesy music when you fight the enemies sure really stupid stuff right but then there's this moment the first time i encountered Cass, you're walking through the forest and you hear this distant like is that an accordion and you get closer and you hear this great accordion theme and you almost follow your ear to this character and then he becomes this reoccurring guy yeah i can't wait i cannot wait to to play more of this game it's just it's it's an amazing achievement. It's just insane how it feels so massive and exploratory, but also there feels like feels like there's this like some structure, some to structure it, yeah. that you know feels like you actually have a reason to kind of continue. So, all right, uh, this is the last track I'm gonna play before Will plays his playout. This is from Spark the Electric Jester, which is another very recent game that okay. came out uh, from. Uh, an indie game company. I think this was the same group of composers that worked on a Sonic fan game a few years ago. Mm. Uh, there was a couple games. One was Sonic before the sequel, Sonic after the sequel. 
one of those two games was worked on by the same slew of composers. And I wanted to play a track from this guy, Funk Fiction, who I'm a big fan of, does some really great kind of funky, jazzy synth music. But I ended up, when I looked on the band camp of the soundtrack, this was my favorite track. And it wasn't by him. It was by James Landino. So I have to play this track by James. It's called Megaraph Fortress, once again from Spark, the Electric Jester. Isn't that amazing? That's really cool. I love the melody with that little chromatic turn, and it's very hooky, repeating the same couple notes. Oh, it's so good, because it's so rhythmic, so groovy, so infectious, but you are not expecting that chromatic descent, are you? Yeah, and it's really and lovely. It comes out of left The field. production feels both modern and retro at the same time, which is cool, and I amazing. love that triplet, almost 12-8 feel section that comes in in sort of the bridge. Oh, God, really yeah, nice, this man. one really did it for me. So I was going through the Spark soundtrack, because like I said, I do want to give another shout-out. Funk Fiction, it's a great guy, I think he goes by Funky Synths on Twitter, um, has done, like I said, some Sonic fan games, he's done some advertisements and some TV work, um, and he's great, but yeah, I listened to this whole soundtrack, and this is one of the final stage themes, and I was James like... James Landino. I have to play this. This is just too hats good. off to you, James. James this is yeah. fantastic. Baller. And Carl, hats Baller. off to you. This was a great playlist that you brought in for you our too, 20 man. second Here, show and tell. You can't see it because we're not Facebook Live anymore, but we're shaking hands. We're shaking right hands now. and secretly stabbing each other under the table now. <laughs> As I'm showing Will the Super Beach Boys picture. Yeah. Oh, you shouldn't have given it away. Oh, crap. Um, so. <laughs> so. I'm like Carl mentioned. I'm gonna play Forget out what I just said, with a final Super Nintendo track. This is from a game, 96 Zenkoku Zenkoku <laughs> Kouko Soccer Senshuken. Well, I'm not editing that at all. Go ahead, man. <laughs> uh, and this track is called Graduation. It's a really cool soundtrack. I don't know what it is. I imagine it's some sort of sports game. Yeah. Because you know, soccer sounds like a so, sport. So we will play out with that. A couple things to mention. Thanks so much for sticking with us guys this was a silly episode it's been a long time since we've done a show and tell and we're back in the same room we wanted to facebook live it like we did i think we did it maybe about a year ago we, yeah. we facebook lived it we'll try to do so more you know of we're that. on top of the um, technology and obviously the we live know what the kids are talking the live about. video did not have good audio and all that we're gonna look into doing some more things like maybe google hangouts and some other ways to uh be more interactive i'm in the process of trying to figure out a way to have a listening party um, which would potentially be, if you're listening to this on the day, on the day of release tonight, Monday night for my Micropower album, oh, I'm cool. looking into how to YouTube live and how to stream. So 
if I can figure that out, there may be a listening party uh, Monday night for that. So I'll keep you guys posted on social media. But that already um, happened. No. So it would be tonight if, if you're oh, listening to this on oh, Monday. Because the album again, comes out Mr. Tuesday. Show. Very Mr. Showy. <laughs> the album very comes counterculture. Out, yeah, the album comes out Tuesday the 6th. Uh, so yeah. So I'll keep you posted Crazy. about that in the past. Oh, but <laughs> Jesus. But <laughs> actually right. in the future for so, you and I. Right. So a couple things to plug here. Thank you so much to all of our lovely patrons on Patreon. Uh, we just as a time recording got another email with a different patreon episode submission so those are always fun um we have some other cool rewards on there we're going to add some more thanks everyone on there thanks for uh leaving reviews on itunes and you could subscribe to us there we have a facebook page you can uh like you can follow us on twitter our youtube channel has some really cool videos on there and then our facebook our uh, not our facebook our website supermarcadobros.com that's correct the last little plug uh has gonna is gonna go towards uh, will and marty's uh, brother podcast of underscore underscore yeah we just finished up back to the future and uh we just had the commentary track last week it was so much fun i can't wait for you guys to see the next films that we have in store tomorrow is our next episode and we will have another exclusive interview with the composer sick this time gabriel mann the composer for things like modern family so you should check that out if you're interested at all in film music um and yeah marty and i have been really enjoying those of you who have reached out uh share your love Love of film music as all of you have shared your love of video game music with carl and i all right well we are going to play you out with 96 zen goku koku soccer sen shuken exactly uh, and quite and a yeah. mouthful but this is a fantastic track and really you have to admit it's a terrific play out let's take a listen to graduation have a great week everybody my name is will brugman my name is carl brugman peace out peace out